There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. Soul to Soul on a Friday afternoon. A very, very warm welcome to everyone in what uh, actually isn't such a warm Johannesburg. Kind of, this morning is quite, quite cold. I sort of maybe thought we were on our way to summer, but well, let's say winter always has a tail, Baruch Hashem. And as always, it's such a honor and a privilege to have uh, a few minutes with you on Erev Shabbos as you prepare for Another beautiful Shabbos, Shabbos Kodesh Pashas Akev, uh, already, uh, uh, the second one of the Shiva Dinachemka of the seven weeks of, of climbing up the mountain from Tishabov all the way to Rosh Hashanah, which Bezra Hashem is six weeks from tonight. We'll be standing first night Rosh Hashanah, whether we will be in Shul, we won't be in Shul, whatever will be, Bezra Hashem, Akadosh should see to it that everything works out. And, and, but the truth is everything will work out. It's just a question of whether it works out the way we think it should or, or, or the way, or the way it, uh, the way uh, Shlion thinks it, it should. Zok the Taira. Says as a result of you keeping all of these Mishpatim, Shmatim, Asisim, Asam, you'll guard them, you'll do them. Bishamar Hashem Hashem. Will guard for you a sabris, yes, a chesed, the covenant and the kindness, ashinishpala bisech, which Hashem swore to your forefathers, vahevcho, veiracho, virbech, Hashem will love you, and he'll make you numerous, and, uh, and give you a bracha, he'll bench, he'll bench you, you and your children, etc., etc. So I saw beautiful the, the, the way the benishchai, Wants to learn this, this, uh, this passage. You know, sometimes when we start to get involved in, in performing Torah and mitzvahs and in learning Torah in, in, in doing, in doing, uh, uh, mitzvahs. So sometimes we, uh, we do it that when we, when we're learning. So of course, uh, we do it so that we can fulfill the words the words of the, uh, of the Torah, and that's called the Shema. That's called the Shema. When we're learning, we understand why we're doing it, we understand that this is something that brings Nachas to the Rabbani Islam, that Kosh gets tremendous joy and happiness out of us learning, uh, 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 doing mitzvahs, and, and, and the benefits are, are tremendous in all sorts of worlds. Sometimes that's Baruch's turn, the motivation of what makes us do, do, uh, do, do, do mitzvahs. However, there's some people who when they start to learn, when they start to enter into the world of performing mitzvahs, of becoming a, a, a observant Jew, so to speak, of doing what the Rabbani Shalom wants him to do. So he's not doing it for the reasons Lashma, because he understands that uh, he has to guard the mitzvahs, he has to do the mitzvahs. He does it for whatever reasons. He, uh, there's social pressure. There's, there's, there's other things in his life that have gone, that have gone wrong. 
and and he's he's trying to use Yiddishkeit as a way of you know maybe changing his life you know shino mokum shino mazel the way he figures a different lifestyle might might bring a different result or sometimes they do it in order to uh, to get honor that he should be looked up to and uh, and uh, and and respected some people even do it uh, 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 for money hopefully they connect themselves to the Yiddishkeit then uh, their panasa will turn around and, and they'll be able to come to be able to come uh, 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 wealthy so the truth is such a person even though what he's doing is not correct and and when he's when he's learning or, or doing mitzvahs, not for the Ratzin of Hashem. Uh, 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 it's not the way to do it. But nevertheless, Hashem says, do it. Why? Because there's always, there's a hope, there's a thriller, there's an expectation of Metz Hashem, that after he learns many Torah, much Torah, and, and he starts getting uh, uh, involved deeper and deeper into understanding what it is that Hashem wants from him and what the Torah says and, and what mitzvahs are all are all about. So he himself will begin to recognize and understand the true value of performing Torah and uh, and, and mitzvahs and uh, he'll move then from from the path of doing things just for 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 basic uh, physical pleasure reasons, and and he'll he'll leave his previous uh, uh, mistaken thoughts of why he should and why he is learning, and he'll sit down to learn Torah lishma, and and for the right purposes of doing and, and guarding the 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 things that Kashbarhu wants him wants him to do. In fact, there's a whole whole story actually brought in the uh, in the Zayra Kaddish. About, uh, uh, there was a Tana called, uh, Rabbi Abba that, uh, that, uh, he told over the story that there was someone who came to his yeshiva and, and wanted to learn and he says, I, I'm learning because I want to get honor. I want to, I want to, I want to be renowned. I want to be looked up to. I want to be respected. And he says, so fine, come and come sit down and, and, uh, and, and, and learn and, and, uh, after a while, the, he, said, he was sitting and learning, and he came to his rabbi and said, uh, uh, "What's going on? Where's the honor?" I, I, you know, I was learning for honor, and, and it's not uh, it's not happening. And the, the rabbi realized that he was only doing it. Obviously, he hadn't moved at all. He was completely, completely involved in in in, in shalishman, and it was occupying his whole thought process, and. Uh, he said to him, what's your name? He said, his name is Yossi, and, and, uh, and, and, and the Rebbe was going to, was going to punish him, because obviously this is a person who didn't, who wasn't learning Torah, so Rebbe Abba was, wasn't, wasn't pleased. But a Basco came out and said, leave him, he's going to become a, uh, a, a, a great, a great person, and eventually he did. He did become Rav Yesi Ben Pazi, one of the great, uh, one of the great Tanoim. After a while, he realized when he started getting into the Torah and he got more and more into the depth, into understanding what Torah is, then all the Shalai Lishma, all the, all the, uh, uh, all the negative reasons, all the, all, all the ulterior motives that he had for learning fell away and, 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 uh, he became a, 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 a true God. And that's what Chazar said in one Sanhedrin, uh, uh, tells us. That always a person, 
person should always uh, be involved, even if it's not for the right reasons. Because there's always the expectation that if he starts off even with non-altruistic reasons, he will eventually migrate to 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 the right to the right reason, as we see from the story of of uh, of, uh, of 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 Rav Yesi, because. Uh, the, 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 the reality is that, that, uh, it's when a person learns for the wrong reasons, so then that really, that Torah should be insignificant. It should be grabbed by the, by the Yetzirah, by the forces of, of Tumor, and, and completely contaminated and, and thrown away. And if, and if, uh, if that would happen, then Chas Shalom. Then, uh, he would never, if, if the Torah that he learned was, was, was kidnapped and, and, and contaminated and ruined completely by the forces of, of, uh, of, uh, of evil. So then he would never ever manage to get to a level of, of doing anything with Shema. But he says, this is the tremendous chesed of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, That with all that Torah, with all the mitzvahs that a person does, and even where it's done for other reasons than, than the correct ones, HaKadosh Baruch Hu guards, HaKadosh Baruch Hu takes those, takes those mitzvahs, takes that Torah, and he puts it away. He puts it in HaKadosh Baruch Hu's safety deposit box. And nothing, and doesn't allow anyone else to, to touch it. And then Amet Hashem, when that person fixes himself up and comes to realization of what it's really all about, and, and why he really wants to grow in Torah, so then HaKadosh Baruch Hu puts them back into his, his you know, they come out of sort of the, uh, the, 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 what's called the, uh, uh, deposit box, and they put back live on, on his account, and they become part of his whole entity, his whole empire, of, of, of Torah, of Torah learning. It says, that's shot in, in the Pasuk. Eka means at, at the end. In other words, even if at the beginning, your, your learning, your performance of mitzvahs is, is not lishmar velasvas. It's not because you want to do Hashem's will, but it's something else. But at the end, you'll get to, you'll get to the point where your limit is lishma. So what's gonna happen? Even though you're just doing it, you're right, you're like that, that, uh, that Talmud who, uh, who, uh, who, who started learning Torah just to get, to get honor. Don't think that what you're learning at this point is lost. Because Hashem's going to guard that Torah. Hashem's going to protect that Torah until such time as 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 Baruch Hashem, you're able to come back. Hashem will keep the the bris between us and Hakadosh Baruch is is the bris that will learn Torah, that will do that will do mitzvahs. Whatever Hashem does, even if it's not Hashem will guard it. Hashem will protect it. And eventually, Be'ezah Hashem, when you get to the point where you are able to learn, to learn the Shema, then HaKadosh Baruch will bring it back. 
put it on on your account. And Vaheva Hashem will then love you. Beiracha, he'll bless you. He'll bless your, uh, your children, and he'll give you everything that you want. The main thing that Hashem wants you to do is is get involved, do the right thing, and who knows what tremendous tremendous benefits it can have it can have for us. We'll be back in a moment. This is 101.9 Chai FM, Soul to Soul. And this is the greatest Jewish radio station in all of Africa. There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. This is Soul to Soul on a Friday afternoon. Welcome back. Thank you so, so much for joining us and being part of our our sort of time together, as we always do at this point on the show, just to give you the important details you need to get your Shabbos started. Left wrenching the latest time for getting your candles up this afternoon is at 27 minutes past 5, 5, 27 you can light your candles, all right, you get, you know my next sentence, don't wait until then, you can do it already about 45 minutes before that, from about 20 to 5, you can already have your candles lit and your Shabbos started, oh, what a bliss, what a, what a wonderful opportunity to just increase Marbim Shalom, to bring Shabbos Shalom, to bring peace into our own lives, because if we have peace in our lives, then it begins to spread, to spread uh, every, everywhere. Uh, therefore, uh, uh, Shkia is that a quarter to six, and then the earliest time for Dominic Meyer and not having to repeat the the Shema would be at about three minutes past past uh, six. Tomorrow is, as you said, Pashas Shabbos Kodesh, Pashas Ekev, and Aftarah is the second of the seven beautiful, uplifting, encouraging Aftarahs from the book of of uh, of Yeshaya, uh, Pirkeiavos. Uh, tomorrow is Perek Dalis, the fourth, the fourth Perek. And Shabbos Kodesh ends, unfortunately, tomorrow night at 6.17, 17 minutes past, past six as we're moving through the second half of the month of, of, uh, Av towards Rosh Kodesh El. Rosh Kodesh El will be not, not so long, less than two weeks away. We're already going to be entering the Kodesh of, of, uh, of El. We're talking about Doing the right thing. We're talking about sometimes the Akev, the, the, the Achilles heel, something that's difficult, something that one has to do, even if one's not necessarily going to do it for the right motivation, but the reward, the reward will come. I want to share with you a, a, a story. It's actually a story written by the, the, the person who was involved in self, and I'll, I'll share it with you in, in his, is in, in his, in his, uh, words. It says it's possible to say that I'm, I'm a good-hearted uh, a person. And that if I can't help necessarily a person in one way, I'm certainly trying, will try to make an effort to help in a different kind of way. It, it's hard for me to see someone that needs some kind of help and not to do something to, to help him. Especially if that uh, person happens to me my own brother-in-law, the husband of my, of my, of my sister. And my dear 
brother-in-law that uh, we'll see uh, in a little while exactly how exactly how dear he really is. So he, Baruch Hashem, he was a very successful entrepreneur. He invested in all kinds of different investments, and Baruch Hashem, he saw Atzlach, he was he was successful. Five years ago, he had an opportunity. Someone suggested to him a, a, a very, very serious uh, a business in investment. And of course, he was promised tremendous, tremendous, tremendous uh, results from, from this. That they, they said this was a opportunity, what they call it, a once in a lifetime, uh, opportunity. And, and the whole thing just made sense. It made, made a very, very good uh, impression. The prospectus was, was, uh, was very, very sound. And, uh, and my brother-in-law, who already had, uh, uh tasted quite often the, the sweetness of, of a successful, uh, investment, he decided so I say to go to go for it, and he started borrowing money from various various people, and he says he approached me also and asked if I would be prepared to lend him to lend him uh, uh, money. My answer was Basimcha. I, I would love to, with great joy. I would I would help you. I said to him, but uh, the truth is, <laughs> I don't have I don't have any I don't have any money to 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 give you. Right, uh, you can go check my account. There's nothing, nothing there. So he understood the the, the situation, and uh, he asked, "Really, would you help me with with such a, you know, would we help you with actually with with great similarities?" So I said, "Yes, I certainly would." So then he says, "Fine, I have another favor that maybe you'd be able to do for me." Would you be prepared to to sign as my as my security as my as my surety on all these loans that I am that I'm taking? So I agree. It's, it's my brother-in-law. So it was a it was a good person with his with a head on his on his shoulders. He wasn't wasn't a scatterbrained person. wasn't an impulsive person. <clears throat> he, he he weighed things up. He he thought things through. And if he went into a business deal. So it's it's logical that please God it's going to come out it's going to work out it's going to work out well. So a short time later, my brother-in-law came knocking on the door with all the a whole a whole folder of of the documents of the loans that he was that he was uh, taking, and I and I signed him I signed for him as 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 uh, as his guarantor of of these uh, of these of these loans. And signed several, several times. I was signing for loans of $5,000, $10,000, and even more than that. Tens of thousands of dollars. And we're talking green ones, American, American ones, right? And, and they're all with security, all with all the, you know, all the legal document, documentation. My brother-in-law took all the the, the 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 documents away and made the made the investment wherever it was that that he invested, but unfortunately this time it wasn't so successful. the The whole business fell apart. The money literally went down the drain. My brother-in-law 
completely went bankrupt. And in fact, not just one right, well, yeah, completely bankrupt. And then he disappeared. Yeah, by Yivrach Yankov. He, he, he ran, he ran away. He wasn't there. No brother-in-law. No family. There's no one to speak to. And most importantly, there was no money. You know, from a normal person, so, so, you know, someone who lives his life understanding the Chaste Hashem, so I, I now suddenly became one of the most sought after people in all of Eretz Israel. All the different creditors were after me. Of course, the debtor himself, had disappeared. And the responsibility fell on my shoulders. The creditors were knocking on the door. They were telephoning. They were kicking. They were threatening. I became a major league Balchayv. And my life turned into one huge misery. It was tremendously bitter for me. It was eating moror, but without any, without any charesis. I pride myself on being a pretty organized person. And, and suddenly I had to find myself running around trying to get a, a free loan funds and, and to get some money here and to get some money there. To, to, to answer all the calls, to apologize, to daven, to give excuses without having the slightest idea. How is, how, how, how does, how did my, uh, my dear honored brother-in-law, how is he going to deal with this? What is he going to do with all, all these, all these debts? No, that's, that's, that's the end of the story. That, that's the, the, uh, the, the, the pit opened up under his feet, he's gone, and one second, it's his problem. It's not me. But of course, on a practical level, I'm the one that has to deal with it. And besides, all the difficulty and all the challenges of paying back the money, the main thing that bothered me was the way my brother-in-law had acted. I, I... I, I felt as the time went along that the anger that was inside of me got bigger and, and stronger. How could he do this to me? I could understand that a person can, can make a mistake, yes. <laughs> we all make mistakes. And the truth is, I, I trusted him. Maybe, maybe too much in, in this business. And, and I, and I signed, I agreed. To be the, to the guarantor for all these huge loans. It's also true. It is also my, my problem. But where's the men's look at? A minimum of, 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 of gratitude to someone who, to help you. Some, something, a, a little bit of, of, of an apology to somehow, you know, put your shoulder to the wheel and, 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 and help. Right? At least, at least show that, that you care. Nothing. He's gone, and he was he was silent. 
right? He was, he disappeared with that. I never heard a, a word from, from, uh, from him. Not, not once did he, did he, did he pick up a, 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 a telephone and this tremendous, tremendous, tremendous silence that actually screamed out at me. That, and I can say that from all the problems that they had, that had, and, and they were, they were serious. This was the most difficult thing for me to see how another human being, someone who was so close to me, can just completely turn around and, and just leave behind him sort of a scorched earth and just walk away without taking any responsibility for, for it. Five years have passed. Thank God, Be'ezel Hashem, I've managed to pay off every last cent of all the debts. I don't know how it was, it was tremendous Yat but it's all done. And in the month of Shvat, in Tavshin Ayin Tess, about a year and a half ago, we received an invitation to a wedding of good friends of ours in, in Chutzlaritz. The, the invitation uh, arrived exactly at the right time. We thought to ourselves that now we had paid this off. We needed a break. We needed to somehow get out of this place and, and to go spend two, uh, two weeks in, in Chutzlaritz out of this merry-go-round that's, that's of, 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 uh, of, uh, of debtors and, and, and creditors and, and, and debts. And we decided to go. Me and my wife and prepared for the journey with tremendous, tremendous happiness. Before we left, we went, uh, we went to, to my parents in Bnei Brak to, to say goodbye to them. And while we were there, my mother said to me, said to me, Yitzchak, you know that you have family in Chutzlaritz, very close to the place where you're going for this wedding. You know, your sister lives there. Go and visit her and make up. Make shalom with your brother-in-law. And let's bring back the domestic peace. Let's bring back the peace to the, to the family. What? I was taken aback by such a request. Emma, I cannot do that. Do you know what he did to me? I, I, I'm, I'm not, I don't have the, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not Mr. Down to, to, to look at his face. No. I cannot do it. You know, if he, if he, if he at least was the one that, that made the first step, if he picked up the, the phone or something and he made the overture, fine, then maybe. But, you know, if he would fall on his feet before me and, 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 and apologize and, and do something, then maybe. But I should be the one to make peace with him. It's not logical, mother. <laughs> Please have rachamim on me. She says, I am. I have tremendous compassion for you on Yitzchak. And that's exactly that. And that's exactly why I'm asking you. 
this tremendous, tremendous request. Come, listen to a story. I said to myself, I don't have any koyak to hear stories. I don't have koyak for any of this. Right? And, and if, if this trip to uh, my friend's wedding is going to cost me such so dearly, maybe it's actually better that I should stay home. But uh, because of Kivit Aim, I listened. And she said as follows, a, a woman who never had children once came to have Shlomo Zaman Orbach Satsal and begged him that he should give her a bracha to have this chus of having, of having children. Uh, Shlomo Zalman turned around and said to her, HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't owe you anything. The woman almost fainted. Such an answer she should get? She thought that the Rav was known, who was renowned as, as being the most compassionate, as being the most sensitive person got all around in, in Kleinsha. He thought for sure he would daven up for her and, and give her a bracha. And that's how he answers her. She turned around and prepared to leave. But Rav stopped her and said, it's correct. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't owe you anything. But, HaKadosh Baruch Hu treats us. If you do something that you don't have to do, if you accept upon yourself some mitzvah, and, and you put yourself into it, and you make efforts in it to do it, with Shlemus, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu will go with you. Mida, Keneged, Mida, and he'll give you whatever you're asking him for. This woman took upon herself to entertain sick people in, in the hospital, particularly in the pediatric wards. And she would go to the Nebuch, to the most ill children and bring them sweets and bring them, and bring them toys and, and, and laugh with them. Anything to make them happy. And she did it with tremendous Monsieur's Nefesh. Baruch Hashem, she had not only one child, she had several, several children. And she turns to me and says, Yitzchak, my dear son, I see you, and I know that my heart is breaking inside. You have just one daughter, beautiful, beautiful daughter, Baruch Hashem. But it's more than 10 years that you're waiting for another child. I promise you that if you make up with your, with your brother, you'll be zeicher to a son very soon. My mother is a good Jewish woman. She has, she has perfect emunah in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Comes from Hungarian, Hungarian stock. 
Her father, Nebuch, was a Holocaust survivor and became a Talmud of, of Ravozna Zatzal. But she never made promises like this before. This is not, it's not her, her way of, of speaking at all. And from this I understood how much this meant her. How much this was coming deep, deep, deep from, from inside her. And how much this visit could make her happy. And I promised her, Shabazz Hashem, I'm gonna fulfill what she said. That was at the end of Chodesh Shvat. That we had this discussion. We left. We went to the airport. We got the chutzlaritz. We joined in the wedding. And then came the time to fulfill the promise I had made to my mother. To visit my sister. It was a trip of about an hour between we were staying where she, and where she lived. And we traveled there. And as we were going, at every step, I was regretting again and again my decision to agree to this whole, to this whole thing. I felt that I just don't have the energy. I don't, I don't have the wherewithal for such a meeting with my brother-in-law. But, my words, my mother's words rang in my, in my ears with the tremendous, tremendous pain and deep pain that she had in seeing her, her, her children who were, were fighting with each other and this tremendous, tremendous bakasha that she made that we should make, that we should make a, 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 a peace. How could I go back to my mother? without fulfilling her, her request. As difficult as it was for me, but it would be even more difficult not to listen to my mother. So, in the beginning of Chodesh Adarishan, we went to my sister's house. And I, 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 I was, it was such a stressful uh, event for me. First we sat only with my wife and my sister, and then my brother-in-law came in also. And he had so changed. He wasn't the confident, vibrant person that I remembered five years ago in Eretz Israel. He was fragile. He was bent over. After five years of, of, of not seeing he finally opened his mouth and he apologized. He says, understand, he says to me, a thousand times I thought to, to, to phone you, but I couldn't. I couldn't. I was so embarrassed. This is such a, such a overpowering feeling that my own brother-in-law helped me so much, ended up in such a situation because of me. But I couldn't bring myself to speak to you. He apologized again. We spoke generally for a while. And when we finished the meeting, it was completely different. 
my whole heart that was so angry before relaxed. And on the trip back, I picked up a telephone to my dear mother and says, Mother, I did exactly as you said. We've made up. My mother was so emotional that she said she didn't sleep the whole night. The story ends. The bracha of my mother was fulfilled absolutely. Tzadik goizer v'ashem mekayim and I was zeichet to fulfill the mitzvah of kibbutz avayim. I mitzvah and Baruch Hashem. About ten months later, in in Chodesh Ma'acheshvan, we had a baby, and I honored my father with with Santa Kois, and the simcha was absolutely complete. We'll be back in a moment. This is one one point nine FM. Don't run away. There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Moshe Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. One hundred one point nine Chai FM. We're back on your radio. Last segment of this week's show. Pashas Ere Shabbos Kodesh. Pashas Akev. It's gotten a bit nippy here. We are learning at the moment the laws of Chalamayid. Particularly at the moment we're discussing food preparation. We spoke last week about the actual making of of food. Let's let's uh, uh, move just to a slightly uh, a different different area that not only is one allowed directly to prepare actual food, but one would be allowed to fix up and uh, and and uh, kind of sort out on on chalamoid whatever what's called machshire oichel nefesh, things that I need to help me prepare a, 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 a food, right? In other words, the the utensils, the machines, whatever whatever it is that I'm going to need to prepare uh, uh, the food that I want for the mayat. For instance, my 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 stoves. I can make sure my stoves are, are are working. My my oven. If there's a problem, I can I can I can mix that. Uh, my sort of my Kenwood, my mix master. All those kind of things, or, or the different knives, or or, or the different uh, skewers that I need. Whatever it is that I need to <coughs> prepare my food. I'm allowed to, I'm allowed to, uh, uh, make sure that those are, are working properly so that I can maximize my ability to prepare on, on, uh, And even if, let's say, uh, these things are also used for professional food preparation, which might take a, uh, a long, a long time. So I can, I can, uh, if, if, they, if I need to, I can, uh, order a, uh, uh, a fixed man, a, a technician, even a, a Jew, and I can I can pay him for the work that he uh, that he does because in the same way as it is forbidden, uh, sorry, in the same way as it is completely permitted to do whatever work I need for the purpose of the actual preparation of the food for Yantiv, so too I'm allowed to do any kind of malacha in order to. Sort out and, and prepare and, and repair 
whatever machines or whatever implements I might need that through them I'm going to be able to prepare the food for, for Yomtev. And even if I could have, let's say, I don't know, my stove is broken, I could have uh, gone to the neighbors and asked them, could I use their their stove? Even so, I'm allowed to to phone a, a technician that he should come and fix my stove on uh, on Chalmoy, not have to rely on uh, on them. However, this is one major issue where there is a a uh, a distinction between food and and things used to prepare food. And as far as the food itself, so even something that we learned that even something that really could have been done before the the yontif started, and you chose to push off that food preparation until Cholomoyed. So you're allowed to do that on on Cholomoyed, even if it is some kind of professional uh, uh, work, which you need some some professional food preparation that you need for Yomtev, you're allowed to do it, even though you could have done it before Yomtev. However, in terms of your your machinery, in terms of your kitchen appliances and things, which if you could have really fix them on Erev Yontav, and you just pushed it off to defer it until until Chalamayin, then it would be forbidden to to order a technician to come on on uh, on Chalamayin, um because that should have been done before. If, however, you didn't do it uh, intentionally, you didn't uh, you know, just decide to push it off until until Chalamayin, but you know how it is. Uh, you know, Ayantif uh, uh, was busy and, and things were, were going on and you just never got around to doing it before Yantiv or, or, or the technician was too busy fixing other people's things before Yantiv and couldn't get to you. So then you'd be allowed to call the professional to fix it even on, even on Cholomoyed. Chol- That's the opinion of the, uh, of the, of the remote. Now that's as far as the machines and things that you would directly need to prepare food. But one step removed, if we're talking about that not just things that I need to prepare food, but one step back, maybe things that I need to prepare the things that would, would, uh, would uh, then become, become foods. So then, uh, even where I wouldn't have had the chance to to fix them before Yontem, that already is 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 going too far. That you would not allow to repair on uh, on on Chalmoy uh, if it requires some professional uh, in intervention. But if it's just uh, uh, something that's uh, you know a, a mundane kind of job, I don't know, fixing a you know a, a plug or something, and it could be done, uh, 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 you know, gratis. The person's not charging. Uh, that 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 would be would be uh, 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 permitted. I want to say for for uh, a, a example. Uh, let's say uh, you have uh, a pond in which you which you uh, trap uh, fish. So that's that is something that you need for uh, to, you know, to to prepare your 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 foods. 
right? That, that's uh, sorry. Uh, uh, that that's you're not going to prepare the food in your in your in your uh, tank, right? So that's just somewhere where you hold the fish before you get around to actually coming to uh, to prepare the uh, the the fish for 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 eating. It's not like your oven or your stove, which are directly involved in the food preparation. They just help to to uh, you trap the fish. You keep it there until. Until you're you're ready, therefore that would not be allowed to be fixed on on chalmoid. That's again one step, one step uh, uh, re- re- removed from 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 the from the reality of the food of the actual food preparation. Um, also, let's say um, I let's say I need a, a, a tall ladder in order to get down some some food that's in a very very High uh, storage place, so you know I I can't fix the ladder. Let's say the ladder needs repairing, so that I wouldn't be allowed again because that's a ladder that I'm going to use to go to the upper place to get the food that I'm then going to prepare for the answer That already is too far removed. I wouldn't be allowed then to to if it's a professional thing. I wouldn't be able to uh, repair my ladder on on. Uh, on on chal on chalmoy because that's really just helping me get get the uh, the food or let's say uh, um, I wouldn't be allowed to prepare a table even if it's a table where we eat again that that is not directly oichal nefesh and I wouldn't be allowed to repair that on uh, on on um, right. Uh, I'm allowed to, you know, if however, let's say it is the table that I prepare, I also cook on that table, you know, when the kitchen gets too small, I use that table also for, for food preparation, then it could be something that's now used for the actual preparation of, uh, of, of foods, so then you might be able to, you might be able to, uh, uh, uh fix it on, uh, on on uh, um, right? If you don't, if you don't have another another place in the in the in the in the kitchen to work, it's sort of right. I don't know, central. It's near the taps or something like that. Then, of course, it would be now an essential part of your food preparation, and then you could you could uh, uh, repair it because that would fall under the category of direct needs for the preparation of food, and that would be. That would be, uh, uh, allowed because that's the way, you know, if you're, if you have a plumbing, uh, a, a problem, uh, you know, the, the kitchen sink is blocked or something like that and, and you can't, uh, you can't cook or there's a problem with the, uh, electricity box or something. So all those things, obviously, one is allowed to fix them even if it requires a professional, uh, intervention because that's, that's certainly is going to uh, is going to uh, affect our ability to to prepare food and to enjoy the yontem and to be able to uh, cook and bake and do all that which we which we need for for the coming for the coming uh, for the coming yontem. So that really is as much time as we have this week. Just want to take the opportunity to wish everyone a beautiful, beautiful, a good Shabbos. To take care of yourselves, stay warm, stay safe, stay try to stay sane. Uh, stay inspired, right? Let's make make the Shabbos a beautiful, a beautiful time together of Torah, of growth, of discussion, 
over here and let's start getting our act together. For Be'ez Hashem, Yontif is coming. As I say, whether it might be Yontif in Shul or not, but let's, let's make it a beautiful Shabbos. I'm so grateful to each and every one of you for tuning in and to all and sundry a beautiful Shabbat Shalom.